I'm Anwar. And I'm Fairlith. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to Discast. Cool. Cool. Hi, Anwar. Hello, Fairlith. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Uh, yeah. Good. I'm also doing well. I have a lot of thoughts about this movie we watched. How do yes. you feel about the movie we watched? Um, I thought it was fine. I thought it was honestly. I I it was better than what I th- than I thought it was going to be. But then again, my expectations were already super low. <laughs> my expectations were already super low. Could be on the poster for the movie we watched, Bambi Two. Yes. Uh, <laughs> which has like like I when I was looking it up I found that it had like three different names at one point Bambi and the Great Prince of the Forest yeah. I don't <laughs> yeah but um before we get there it's time for Disney news what's your Disney news today uh not a whole lot uh let's see uh Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh premiered yesterday oh did you see it I did and I think I'm trying to I'm trying to remember that this isn't going to be WandaVision. And so I'm like, mm. like I knew going into it, like, OK, the show is going to be entirely different. It has it's going to have none of the, you know, uh, spectacle or mystery or adorable factor of WandaVision. This is an entirely different show. So I have to remember that. And so when I watched yeah. it, I did enjoy it. I liked it. I liked that it's it's fleshing out these characters of the Falcon and uh, and the Winter Soldier um so i'm excited to see how how it goes it it was of course episode one so episode one is generally very chill relaxed um but they did have a couple things happen in the show that were kind of like they were like oh uh like yeah uh there was a there was a dream sequence in which uh bucky remembers a mission that he did when he was still under hydra's control and then he ends up like shooting an innocent kid that like saw him because of course he's supposed to be he's he's supposed to not be seen right right and then it turns out later in the episode he's like he like hangs out with like this old japanese man just because um mm-hmm. i think because he can like weirdly relate to him which is which yeah, is yeah. kind of cute uh and then they're talking and then like the uh the asian man re- refers to his son who was mysteriously killed and so Bucky feels really, you know, he's starting to feel really bad about it. He goes to see him at one point. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the man has like a little Buddha and like some incense and a picture of his son. And then Bucky sees the picture and it's the kid that he killed when he was under control of Hydra. Brutal. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, oh, shit. Like, so I think we're I think what we're going to see is we're going to see a little bit of um <clears throat> probably like Bucky trying to figure out his stuff from being a victim of Hydra and all this other stuff. Cause I think he, I think he still wrestles with some of the memories and things. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm excited to see how it goes and see, I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah. yeah. I think I might, um, I mean, in le- unless you want to review it for the podcast, I was thinking about waiting until it was over so that if I want to binge it, I can, but I don't feel like, it's something I, I need to watch it every Thursday at midnight, like <laughs> I did with WandaVision, you know? Yeah. Um, 
But that's just me yeah. because I, I like the parts in Marvel that are between the fights. I, yeah. I'm more invested in the characters. So I, I'm just excited to see, you know, yeah. how it all turns out. Yeah, this first episode was definitely very heavy on character. Awesome. And heavy on, that, yeah. Cause that's like, promising. Yeah, there was like one kind of sequence with Falcon, like going around flying, trying to catch a helicopter. And so that was really cool to see. Uh, mm-hmm. But then like the rest of it was like, him back in New Orleans with his family trying to get a loan so that his his sister wouldn't lose their their fishing boat kind of thing like like it it gets into That's character nice. stuff yeah it gets into I like them that a lot. as people which yeah which is what I really like and so I'm excited yeah. to see this yeah and then of course cool. like with well, the that whole, makes me want to watch it more yeah yeah and then of course dealing with the whole Captain America being gone now right so like uh, what are they gonna do right and like and uh Sam wrestling with what am I gonna do (laughs) and with like Sam wrestling with like well like Steve gave him the shield Steve expected Sam to take up the mantle of winter of of Captain America yeah but Sam doesn't feel worthy and so I think we're it's interesting to see that kind of thing and like yeah I'm excited to see where it goes I really am but yeah I definitely had to come into it too yeah I definitely had to go into it being like okay this isn't WandaVision I'm not going to get this like. This will not be as whimsical as yeah, WandaVision. Yeah, this isn't going to be as whimsical or funny or comedic. This isn't a sitcom. This is. Yeah. This is, you know. This is real life. This is character drama. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's really encouraging. Good review. Yeah. Um, as always, you? my news. My news is always Disney Parks news because uh-huh. that's what I'm always reading about. But I know all the stuff. So first <laughs> of all, Disneyland is reopening April 30th. Yes, uh, they, they extended. As far the, as I'm aware, yeah, they, yeah, they extended um, the date, which I kind of mm-hmm. thought they would do. I kind of figured it. But well, I mean, if a touch of Disney, I may have called it a taste of Disney last week. If I did, like revoke my Mickey Mouse Club <laughs> membership card, but. Uh, um, a touch of Disney is happening, and I mean, they'd already sold all the tickets and planned it. Why would they unplan it to open the park earlier? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. But that um, means as of April 30th, California residents can reserve their spot at the park and parks and um, go whenever they want. So that's great, which means maybe by summer we can too, because I heard a July 4th um, border opening date as a rumor. Ooh. And by I heard it, I mean I Googled extensively and read what people were saying. Bless you. Thank you. Um, so that's at least something I can look forward to, even if it gets ripped out from under me. Um, but I know Disneyland isn't planning on closing again, so I think they're only going to be going up and up and up about how many yeah. people they let in as they vaccinate people. Bless you. It's allergies. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. It's getting no, to that it's season. No, it's all right. I hate it. It's okay. <laughs> Lots of people are allergic to me. Um, my other thing that's really exciting and I'm not sure if you know this little bit of Disney lore I only kind of know it and I'm excited to talk about it because um, one of the fans of our podcast is a Disney World person like exclusively and has been writing to me so I'm excited to share this for their sake Um, but I've got more details about the Jungle Cruise uh, renovation refurb oh yes I did see this I did see this headline in reference to it but then I didn't read it Oh, I'm a well, bad I, person. 
I'm not even sure what you're referencing because I was going to say um, there's a fake Disney secret society. It's called C S E A. Oh yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Is- <laughs> continue, continue. Sorry, yes, I just got Thank really excited. You. Okay, go, 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 go. Um, C is short for the Society of Explorers and Adventures, Adventurers rather. Sorry, Explorers and Adventurers. Um, Walt Disney World has most of the reference. Uh, the Skipper Canteen at Magic Kingdom is part of the main C hub. Yeah. Um, then the the Walt Disney World Jungle Cruise is the is considered like the main Jungle Cruise base for C, um, and and so on and so forth. Um, there's references to it in uh, I believe I believe um, uh, Haunted Manor is has references to it. Uh, yeah, tons of stuff, tons of stuff, especially yeah. Walt Disney World does. Big Thunder Mountain, Jungle Cruise, Discovery Bay, despite it being unbuilt, was still supposed to be sea centric. Yep. Mystic Manor. Um, That's a Mystic Manor, not Haunted Manor. Yeah, Mystic Manor. Um, is that in Hong Kong or Shanghai? I can't remember offhand. I think it's in. I Hong think Kong. it's in. I think it's in Shanghai. Well, it's in one of them. It's and in one it's of them. Insane. Yeah. Um. What else? Uh, Typhoon Lagoon, uh, the Tokyo Disneyland version of Soarin', uh, Tokyo Disneyland Tower of Terror, and just lots of others. And I really love lore like this. This is why I'm a fan of Disney parks is because of of just the immersion of it. So I'm so excited that they're bringing the the Jungle Cruise into being more of a part of the lore of, of the Society of Explorers and Adventurers and hopefully just making that more of a thing because I'm here for things like that. I'm so here for like big world building and creating a cohesive story with stuff like that. I I I mm-hmm. love that. Like there's um there there is supposed to be a story in reference to in regards to uh uh the haunted mansion and pirates. Like there's supposed to be a a connection between them and Tom Sawyer Island with like a a, a secret pirate or a pirate that had like a secret uh, chamber that was like underneath Norland Square kind of thing. Like I love that. I'm yeah. There used to be. I think they were originally going to do it, but there was supposed to be a thing where they were going to build like a tunnel that connected uh, mm-hmm. Tom Sawyer Island to Norland Square, and you could go in and like find like the crypt of like this pirate king or something like that. I want that so much more yeah. than taking that raft over to yeah. Pirate Lair. No, no, but no. Also, like, yeah. I, I'm so on board. Yeah, but yeah, there was supposed to be like a big Pirate King uh, character that there was, that they were, like, there are references to him. There's even a reference to him in, I think, the Haunted Mansion ride in Disney World. I think that's where, is that it? I think. I think his, I, I think you. his big, uh, I think like the big mausoleum is in reference to him. Um, but yeah, like there's a whole, yeah, there was like a whole deep dive that I've seen uh, Disney YouTubers go into about this. Uh, so I'm, I'm cool. I'll actually, I'll actually look them up and I'll see if I can find, and I'll find them again and then I'll put links in the, uh, in the show notes awesome. for it because awesome. it's, it's just very, very awesome. fun. Just like this stuff that they were like planning on doing. They never, and they, right. they ultimately never did it. Um, well, I'm hoping they do more now because like you look at Galactic Star Cruiser and you look yeah. at them adding more references to sea and, um, you look at how Frontierland is set up in Disneyland Paris and it's like, yes, like trust your audience. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and yeah, the audience will love it. Like they'll love it. They'll love it. It's I. I'm. I'm gonna go ahead. I don't think he listens to the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna blame Bob Iger for this. Oh, hundred um, percent. Bob, if you're listening, like you can come on and defend yourself. But no, um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, what I've read is that Bob Iger was straight up just like, if it's not IP we already have in the parks, then I'm not yeah. interested in it. 
And that's very frustrating to me. Like, I don't need, I don't need to go to Epcot to go through, like, the Frozen Ever After ride there is, 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 it's just, it's the same thing as the Journey, the Little Mermaid one in California Adventure. They're just non-detailed, just like dark rides. They're, they're impressive, Mm -hmm. but like kind of soulless. And like, (laughs) I'm really hoping, hoping now that. Bob Iger is gone and there's different people are running Disney parks now that we'll, we're going to start getting more soulful, passion based yeah. um, entertainment in the parks, you know? Yeah, because like without that, we never would have without that sort of thing. We never would have gotten Pirates. We never would have gotten yeah. Haunted Mansion. We never would have gotten the Matterhorn. We never would have gotten exactly. like uh, like the majority of the stuff that that people love in Disneyland. We never would have gotten. Yeah, if, well, if I totally Walt agree just stu- with you. If Walt had just stuck to IP. Yeah, Mind you, well, let's just make rides based on Snow White. Like, come on, it's silly. <laughs> I mean, like, it's he silly. was able to do that, like, with Fantasyland, but then he was yeah. able to be like, and now let's do other things. Right? Yeah. Like, well, yeah. exactly. I it's it was it like it was about synergy, but again, trusting the audience to be mm-hmm. like, oh, well, this is the quality Disney is capable of. I will also support their rides, not just like <laughs> the audience is too dumb to like things other than Frozen, which is not yeah. realistic. But that's why I'm so excited about this Jungle Cruise expansion because it's not based on the movie. Like again, we might get a joke about a boulder and be like, oh, you know, <laughs> babies rock. and gentle dams. There's the rock, you know, yeah. but um. It's an original story with original characters and the sea is getting involved. So, like, I was really excited to tell you all about this today. I think it's a really cool possible turning point for Imagineering for the new uh, leadership team at Disney. So, yay. Yes, I fully agree. Hmm. I'm, yeah, That's all my news. <laughs> I'm into it. I'm into more Jungle Cruise. I'm into the Jungle Cruise just being awesome. And, yeah, I, yeah I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see how they do it and I'm excited to see what they do. Like we've we've of course like seen and read a bunch of like <clears throat> um rumors isn't the right word cuz they're not rumors. But like uh just leaks. Yeah, like leaks about story and all that other Leaked stuff. Leaked information. So, yeah. yeah. So, excited about um, that. And how nice to have a Jungle Cruise skipper animatronic because I I don't know, the skippers for me that's the charm of what jungle cruise is so like how nice how nice oh 100 percent. like the jungle cruise wouldn't be what it is without the skippers yeah Just fundamentally no, totally agree if if i could have any job at disneyland i i would want to be a skipper like so much yeah so much so yes you have you have gone again. you have gone on record with that piece of information i'll say it every day until someone listens and hires <laughs> me I mean, the only option I have is to go be a Canadian in Epcot, <laughs> which is fine. Which is fine. Like, it counts, I guess. Yeah, but I, I have a lot of magic to distribute inside myself. So we'll, we'll see how my life shakes out. But anyway, <laughs> Bambi 2. Yes. Okay. So Bambi 2. Bambi 2. So my thought of this movie, well, well first of all, it's, a, it's, it's what's known as a mid-quill. Uh, which is neither prequel nor sequel because it takes place in the middle of the movie. So I do like that they took the opportunity of the fact that we don't that uh, in the original Bambi, it's basically it basically just goes between after uh, Bambi's mom died directly to like spring when he comes back. Yeah, it's like uh, an, a much older buck. And so yeah. I like that they were able to kind of take that and uh roll with it and roll with that story 
and create something new, you know, using uh, the same character. So I do, I will give them that. I will give, I, I do think that that was a smart thing for them to do rather than just, you know, doing a, a sequel. Because I feel like, I feel like a sequel would have just been worse. Yeah. Weirdly enough. D- <laughs> because <laughs> what like. What else is he going to do with his life? Yeah, he did it. Yeah. He's um, fine. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, yeah, and they took this opportunity to really expand on the character of the Great Prince as well, which I think was a smart idea. Patrick Stewart. Patrick fucking Stewart. Well, I mean, <laughs> here's my first fast fact about it. Like, um, Patrick Stewart had been offered tons of roles in Disney movies. He had been offered King Triton, Cogsworth, Jafar, Zazu, Governor Ratcliffe, and Zeus. And this is the first role he took. Huh. Yeah, that was my reaction as well. Okay. But I mean, he was great. He was great, but now I'm thinking. <laughs> but I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, why? All of the roles you were you were given, and that's the one you chose. That's the one you chose. And I I tried to Google it because I my imagination <laughs> was that uh, Patrick Stewart has a close connection to Bambi, but uh, in my limited amount of time, I didn't uncover any more information about that. But I bet he does. I mean, that would have to be the only real explanation. I mean, like, li- li- list list the characters again that he was offered. Just, like, right, one by one. One second. <clears throat> Just slowly. King Triton. Okay. Ariel's dad. Yeah. Would have been um, great. Can I see? Who played that? Yeah, oh. yeah, I can kind of see that. Okay. Next like, one. You know, he has a great booming voice. Cogsworth. Eh. I don't think he um, would have done Cogsworth. Just because, like, the character of Cogsworth, I feel like, is such a more, uh, he's such a very silly sidekick. Totally, totally. Right. Um, I think it was just like, you know, what English actors have good voices, you know. Yeah. Um, Jafar. Maybe. Although mm-hmm. I am a fan of the voice of Jafar now because it is so Jonathan menacing. Jonathan Freeman. Yeah, because it is so menacing and it is so like, like even just like the, the voice itself is very, it, it, it rattles you, your insides a little bit. Yeah, I, I think it's yeah. a good voice. It is... Um, here, well, here's a couple of fun facts about Jonathan Freeman, white actor, um, which mm. is also like, ugh, yeah, that's what it is. Just, yeah. um, but he was, I saw him on Broadway in Beauty and the Beast as Cogsworth. Oh. Uh, several times. And then um, he has originated the role of Jafar in Aladdin on Broadway, mm-hmm. um, which is, they put some, some spray tan color makeup on him. And I believe he's the only white actor in the show because he's. Uh, reviving his role but i also feel weird about it what do you think about that i mean yeah no that i feel weird about that yeah i feel very it's very weird it is it's it's the same voice but it's just very it's i don't like that at all but like no no i don't like that just 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 because too recent it's not even just that but it's just the whole like it's the spray painting him yeah that was the thing because It's, it's yeah yeah it it feels too close to the concept of blackface. I agree with you. And it's like, yeah. it doesn't even look, <clears throat> they didn't even try to really, it's just like, he's just a little orange. It, it's just a very unfortunate choice. I don't, um, I don't like that it. That they can't undo now, but. Hmm. I don't like it. Keep keep him to the voice. Keep him to the voice. Yeah. Not but the, um, not there the you go. Like, if you do get the cast album of Aladdin, you will have the same actor playing Jafar in all the songs. Hmm. Uh, okay. And what's the next one? Uh, sorry, tangents. It's okay. It's um, okay. Jafar Zazu, which went to Rowan Atkinson. I ultimately. much prefer Rowan Atkinson. 
Yeah, me too. I'm sure Patrick Stewart would have been good, but I think Rowan Atkinson is fantastic. Because I feel like um, the character of Zazu is le- leans better to a comedian. Yeah. Than it does to. I, agree. I don't want to call him a. I don't want to call Patrick Stewart, Sir Patrick, a, a serious actor because. Yeah. Well, he is a serious actor. He also does. He's also done comedy, right? So he's. Yeah, he's funny. Did you ever yeah. see him on Frasier? <clears throat> no, I never saw him on Frasier, but I saw him on. Oh, what was it? He did like he's done a couple good comic comedic roles that I've yeah. seen him in, but I can't remember. But he's known as having gravitas. Oh yeah, because it's that's strictly because of the Shakespearean training. Sure. Yeah. Um okay, and then Governor Ratcliffe and Pocahontas, which I wouldn't want to play either. No, I like the way that Governor Ratcliffe is. He's very um what's the word? Uh dr- he's super overdramatic. Yeah. And I like that about Governor Ratcliffe. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that yeah. too. And, um, I, and then we have. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say. And then the last one, I think it was Zeus. Is Zeus yeah, Zeus who's played by Rip Torn. I prefer Hercules. Rip Torn. I love Rip Torn as Zeus. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Rip Rip Torn. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'm sure Patrick Stewart would have been great in any of those. I just think it's very strange that such a high profile actor finally acquiesced to Disney for a direct to video sequel i think yeah. that's very strange and interesting and i'd love to chat with him about why <laughs> yeah like sir patrick out of the entire body of work that you have done why did you do bambi 2 <laughs> yeah just like just right? like just like skipping everything skipping all of his shakespeare all the star trek uh yeah. x-men all of it <laughs> just straight to bambi 2 i agree i agree yeah uh <laughs> Yeah, and so, but but ultimately, I really I really enjoyed his performance in it because I think partly because he was so earnest and he he did commit to it. Yeah, right. And I mean, it, I can't think of another actor, save say Liam Neeson, who would be able to do that role and honor the original, um, which was a very very mysterious character. Hmm. With a lot of gravitas. Uh, and then speaking of uh, the casting, the voice of Bambi. Is the same actor who did, who did the voice of Nemo? Oh, how cute! That's that makes perfect sense to me and is adorable. So my next fact about Bambi Two is the fact that it, while it to us it was a direct to video uh, midquel, it did actually have a theatrical release. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, it was released. So it was uh, direct to video in the U.S., Canada, China, Japan, and Taiwan. But it was a theatrical release in the UK, France, Italy, Austria, Mexico, the Dominican Republic, Brazil, Australia, and other European countries. Hmm. Yeah. So basically anything that isn't North America except Mexico uh, got direct-to-video. Well, great. Yeah. Which uh, I, think... I take back saying it was just direct-to-video because it was in theaters. Well, it was direct-to-video to us. So you're technically yeah, not sure. wrong. Um <laughs> Uh, it was also the uh, the last, excuse me, the last Disney animated film to be released on VHS, with the exception of Disney Movie Club exclusives. So, like, I think this was like the last like full length uh, animated feature that went direct to video. Interesting. Yeah. All right. And I think that, cool because yeah, I'm I'm trying to remember some of the other ones that were direct to video, uh, and I and I have to I can't remember what year this one came out. Uh, 2006 2006 yes yeah 2006 so 
movie. Oh, that's actually yeah, that's fairly recent actually. Yeah. And consi- like considering Consider in in, in it, it is um uh well, let me just read you this little fact because mm. it's phrased better than I could phrase it. Yes. This movie broke the record of the longest interval between a prequel slash midquel slash sequel and its predecessor, previously held by The Wizard of Oz, which came out in 1939, and Return to Oz, which came out in 1985. Bambi oh, wow. came out in 1942, and uh, Bambi and the Great Prince of the Forest, aka Bambi 2, came out in 2006. That's a, a gap of 64 years. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. And actually, visually, like they pretty much kept the same animation like it yeah it's it's fancier it it is it is fancier right i think that's mainly just because of just the technology yeah it's slicker yes i guess it's cleaner um yeah i don't like the backgrounds as much because i really value watercolor backgrounds and animated Mm -hmm. features regardless Mm -hmm. of what it is um but that's just me that's my personal preference yeah um yeah, well, uh, okay, so, like, overall, what did you think? I took some notes while I was watching it, I but, like, couple, how did you enjoy yeah. it? Um, Honestly, I thought it was, I th- again, I thought it was better than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Like, watching it, I was, like, like, within, like, the first ten minutes, I figured out what kind of movie this was going to be. This was definitely going to be a, uh, like, a child teaches uh, overbearing parent to loosen up kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, while at the same time, the child does learn small lessons from the adult and then recognizes the value in that. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I I, I, knew what kind of movie it was going into it, like, again, within the first, like, 10 minutes. Totally. But I did still think it was – there were things in it that I thought that were kind of cool with the whole – like, especially when uh, Bambi first comes across uh, – when he first comes across Man in the Meadow – uh, when he's hearing the deer call, mm-hmm. and I did that deer call was very haunting. I thought that was the best part of the movie. I thought it was very smart how they did that. I think I think Me it was too. cool for them to do the setup with Rano. Also, they had Rano as like an actual character. Rano, which he's I, such a he's so evil. He's he's just a dick. Like he's not. It's not that he's, he's evil. A, he's just a dick. <laughs> he's just an, he's irredeemable. He has nothing going on except being a dick. Yeah, I mean, like, it, but I I get it. Like he's he's definitely that like care that like he's definitely the kind of character of is trying to impress everyone because you know he, he just he's just trying to. But then totally, you know, I, I just wish we could see more to him. Like overall, yeah. like to me, this whole movie was just more shallow than the first one. And that makes me sad. Yeah, I think I think that's a good way to put it. Is like there isn't a whole lot of depth in this movie. The only it only yeah. really is deep in just how uh, it w- within the relationship between Bambi and his father. Mm-hmm. And even then, it isn't really like deep, deep, right? Well, it's tough for for me because like I'm watching this movie and I'm like the and maybe I'm wrong, but I'm like the writer has never had a parent die and has never been treated with contempt by a parent. Mm. That's that's what I thought the whole time I was watching uh, this movie. And to be honest, I found it a little triggering at times. I found it really? bothered me to watch this movie. Okay. Whereas like I I don't think exactly that the Great Prince of the Forest wasn't true to himself versus Bambi, but this movie showed me how much better a movie Bambi is. And like uh-huh. it it made me want to go watch it again because like you and I were talking last week about Bambi and being like this isn't our favorite Disney movie to be honest. Um but I was watching this and I just – I didn't feel the same – what grief was 
Yeah. Like, and I, I thought when I first opened this movie, I was like, okay, is this movie going to be about a cutie winning over a grump? Or is this going to be an exploration of grief? And it was both. Definitely the former. Yeah. It felt more like the former. To me, well, to me, it's like it, it, it wanted to be, but wasn't brave enough to really do it. Because, like, um, I didn't see anyone collapse quite enough for what they were saying. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so alone. I'm lost. I don't know what to do. Um, at the same time, as just all this this cute kid-friendly stuff was happening. It made noise in my head. It was jarring to me. Um, because, okay, I'm honestly, and uh, content warning, uh, just talking about death. My dad died a couple of weeks after my fourth birthday in mm-hmm. front of me. I don't know if you know that. No. Um, I'm like, I'm okay. I don't need to talk about that. But I also, I think as a human being, have a really good perspective on what, how a child reacts to their parent dying. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, Disney, you don't have to make a movie about that. But like, also you are though. So why don't you make it a little better? Like, so, because this movie to me, the writing is not sophisticated enough really to appeal to the average adult. Mm -hmm. So it's like a little kid watching this movie, what message are they getting out of it? Um, I, I don't like I really don't like narratives where a child has to win over a parent to liking them and respecting them. Yeah. Um, I just think that's a bad example to put in a movie. Um, and it's a really good reflection of how my life has gone since the death of my dad and mm-hmm. like the cycles I've repeated over and over again. So when I see a movie like framing that as being something positive and not something that ruins your life, I'm like, ooh, even regardless of how I think the plot shakes out in the movie, I just don't think yeah. it's very good storytelling. That's but fair. that is just me personally, and I know not everyone would get that out of the film. So yeah, because I don't mean to be overly negative. Well, no, that's fine. Like it's that's like that's what we're doing. We're we're trying to figure out this movie. Um, yeah, I guess. but for me, because because uh, for me, uh, I the closest that I ever had to real personal death was uh, my two my two aunts passed away from breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I remember, uh, one of them had flown down to South America, um, uh, cause they're from my, my uh, the Chilean side of my family. And so they were flew down to South America and basically lived out the rest of their life down there, uh, passed away and they're buried down there. Uh, my other aunt, uh, passed away here and was put in hospice care. And so I remember seeing her like near the end of her life. Uh, and you know, when, when you're seeing somebody basically dying from cancer, it's very, they're they're not themselves or they're not how you mm-hmm. remember them they're a very they're very much a shadow of who they were and so i still yeah. i still like i, I remember it's seeing a transition that. yeah and so i remember seeing that and then uh and then my uncle uh on my mom's side uh overdosed and, that's horrible yeah i'm and sorry so, that happened to you that's all right and uh yeah and so those were those are the the examples of death that i have personally in my family mm-hmm. um and so, but I, in general, I have a very, like, I don't want to say a cynical view of death, but I have a very relaxed view of death. It doesn't mm-hmm. super affect me, which is probably something I should look into just in general. I mean, maybe uh, it's something to unpack, but like, um, but like, I, for, I, yeah, but for yeah. me, because for me, this, you're right in that I think this movie probably should have done a better job of exploring the grief of Bambi's mom's death because they only yeah. really reference it, like, three times yeah like, it's very strange yeah that it's way like to me it's in the beginning when we see like when we're basically coming from that scene in bambi directly mm-hmm. like after uh the prince 
meets or comes to Bambi. That uh, again, uh, or it is referenced a couple times. Uh, again, when Bambi hears that deer call, which I want to come back to because I thought it was a really, I thought that was a Definitely. really clever idea. I thought that was a, if the whole movie was like that, I would have been like, yes, yeah. but um, go ahead. But like when he hears the deer call and he's like, oh my God, that's my mom. It's my mother, blah, blah, blah. And then again, when he, ex- when he kind of more or less accepts like the fact that, you know, oh, she's never coming back. Uh, mm-hmm. And then like at the end when Prince is like, this is where I first met your mother mm-hmm. when I was like your age kind of thing. But then never really explores like how it affected him. That's the thing. It's like the only way you can excuse the way the great prince treated Bambi and like excuse is a loaded word is yeah. for him to explore why he was doing that and apologize wholeheartedly. Yeah, just because, like I, yeah, like, yeah. I, I'm sorry for dismissing the fact that you lost your mom, but I'm I have to be, I have to be stoic because I have to be there for the rest of the herd. Yeah, and, and also like, like yeah. my heart is breaking, and our hearts can break together. Like I shouldn't mistreat you. Like it's just it. Yeah, like there should uh, there, it it. I think it would have been a, a better job of really creating this connection between the two. Yeah. If they had kind of empathized about the same thing and actually had a connection. Yeah. Because otherwise, it, it just becomes like. Yeah. It becomes that whole um, uh, child. Uh, kind of changes adult but adult doesn't really change because he still has to be stoic and all this other stuff right and like they have like that cute sequence where he's like being a dad and they're running through the fields and it's all cute and yay but then it's like the thing is if someone's mistreating you and then they're like nice to you and playful with you but they never address that they were cruel or unkind Mm -hmm. um or or even just emotionally closed off then that's also very whiplashy to a child um they don't understand yeah it's like okay um and that happens when he when he meets mina and he's like wait so you're just giving me away like i thought i thought we were okay like i thought we were you know making progress but you're still giving me away and so he doesn't understand yeah yeah and so he and and then just kind of accepts the fact that he's being sent away to another to live with another doe which which doesn't which which doesn't actually happen but the fact of the matter is is that he it like almost happens yeah but it's also like if you look at the writing of it, this new doe who's random we've never seen before shows yeah. way more care for Bambi than I had seen. Like, urgent, like, yeah. parental care towards Bambi than the great prince had shown even at that point. So it's just, I I think it could use two more rewrites is all. And, and yeah, and I think it, and the movie was only an hour. An hour and 15 minutes? With credits, the credits oh, are yeah, like sure. the credits are like ten plus minutes, but the actual Fair movie enough, I is forget. only like an hour, and so totally. I think I think the length also uh, was a detriment to the film because I think it would have done a better job of exploring all those things mm-hmm. if it had just been given an extra 15-20 minutes to be able to do to have those scenes written to be able totally. to give us a better connection, yeah, for the characters, but like. I felt like the point of the movie was more to have little cute sequences to hypnotize a child with on video than to be yeah. a thoughtful movie to, to me. Like, man. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> I, uh, it's also just the way the great prince would like occasionally dole out a little bit of um, praise and then Bambi would try to like make good on the praise. Like he said that Bambi was a good jumper. Um, 
but then, you know, the next day he's practicing jumping because his dad had said, like, good jumping. And then the dad's like, whatever. And he, and Bambi says, and I wrote it down, I don't get it. Yesterday he really liked it. And I'm just like, oh, I understand the plot. I think the plot is valid. It's just it, these movies are for children and you have to give children the tools to be able to identify <laughs> The situations they're in is all. Yeah, um, because because yeah. <clears throat> I think these types of films are written with the idea that kids just want something that's cute and fun and pretty, but yeah. completely dismissing the fact that children are much smarter than we give them credit for. Yeah. And they absorb so much more than we think they do. Yep. And like this is this is stuff that we know we know this through by through psychology and psychiatry and studies like this is something we know the fact that children are not stupid children are so observant and constantly absorbing information and absorbing things and it's like if they see something they're able to uh like transmit that and they're able to reflect and they're able to recognize and empathize certain things yeah so yeah so it's like yeah i don't know i think like thinking about it now i think the 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 negative thing about this movie is that because you can have you can have kids movies you can have stuff like that sure but i think the problem with this film is that it does that by treating children as unintelligent Yes, and as su- and I, I and really don't believe in treating children as as superficial and unintelligent. Like I yeah. just think it's dangerous. Yeah, which is why I think we are in such a great uh, right now. Like there was like such a great time of uh, kids shows that were doing such a good job of teaching kids uh, certain lessons and things. Like like just off the top of my head, I can think of like Steven Universe, uh, yeah. Avatar: The Last Airbender, Korra. Yep. Oh, so um, good. Even My Little Pony, like My Little Pony, while on the surface is, you know, a cutesy show for girls, the reason it got such a big following with adults is because the content was real. The content was like this, this show is also teaching you about not, not even just about friendship, but about how you treat other people. Yeah. Right. And so like. Totally. You can you can find those balances. Uh, Star versus the forces of evil. That's another one. Um, mm-hmm. Even like silly shows like uh, like Gravity Falls. Yeah. Like it's there's on the surface that is such value. a silly show. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing that um, that's what was missing from this movie. I think. Yeah, it's, it was missing they, depth. It 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 treated it as if the messaging doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and I think, and I mean, I don't think adult movies, uh, it's ever treated that the messaging um, totally doesn't matter. I, I think even in a stupid movie, like something like Fast and the Furious Part 5, they still really <laughs> consider their demographic and what they want. Yeah. Um, and I just, I, this is a weird movie because it seems to fall outside of that for me. My only other things are like um, Thumper and uh, Flower. Their personalities are very different. Um they got slicker child actors for it. I think that's partly uh, because we were able to actually spend time with them. 
That's right? fair. And so the characters were a little more flushed. They were a little more fleshed out. I think legit, that's legit. particularly why. Because you're mm-hmm. right. Totally fair. Yeah. There was definitely um, more of Flower and Thumper in this movie. But again, I think that's yeah. because we're dealing with the fact that Bambi is still a fawn and actually actively interacting with his friends. Totally. Yeah. Um, but like that didn't really bother me. It was that they really changed um, Feline's personality a lot. Um, mm. Because in the original movie, she's a troll. She's like doing all this oh, ridiculous stuff. Um, and she was in this incredibly gentle and incredibly there to serve male narrative. Like she had no desire or, or hope of her own in this movie. She had no personality outside of Bambi, which was just too bad because in the other movie she does. Yeah, yeah. I think that's because like within the with this movie, it's it plays into the expectation that they ultimately end up together. Yeah, for sure. It's and just it's like boring okay, to yeah, watch. <laughs> yeah, it's it is boring to watch. It's like yeah, we get that they're gonna get back, they're gonna get together, but you can still kind of play with this character. Right? Yeah. Well, what does she want? She's the equivalent of a 12, 13 year old girl in this. What does she want? Mm. But she's just there for it to be fought over, really, by. Bambi and a character that was barely in the other one. So it's just interesting to me. And I'd love to just have Feline give her opinion a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, but just it, like, overall, like, yeah. meh. Yeah. Again, this movie is just very meh. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, I there are some direct to video sequels that are really good um, and fabulous to watch. And uh, King of Thieves is one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, what, what's, your, what, what's your favorite direct-to-video Disney sequel? Oh, I don't know. Honestly, I haven't seen many of them. <laughs> just because, like, the few that I did see are just not... They just never stuck with me. But I think that's mainly because that's just the direct-to-video sequels just never really... They were just never good. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. Is They're, they're animated to be less impressive. Um, but it's not even just that. They're just, they're just not written as well, like... They're not written as well. Yeah, they're like, just they're they're not treated with as with as much care, which is a real shame. And I think that's where the difference lies between direct video sequels in Disney and direct and uh and like, well, just in general, just sequels in Disney and sequels in Pixar, because mm-hmm. Pixar treats their sequels really really well. Yeah, Mi- minus Cars two, but you know. But I hear Cars 3 is great. Cars 3 is far better than Cars 2. I haven't seen any Cars movie. I'm looking forward to getting there with you. The Cars movie is very cute. It's very fun. Uh, it's still, it it leaves, it definitely leaves you wondering, like, how, like, what are even the logistics of this, of this world? But you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to suspend that disbelief and just watch a show about a race car learning empathy. <laughs> totally oh i'm 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 gonna watch it like i will it yes. just isn't the right time yet like i'm yeah. obsessed with cars land at disneyland i don't but that, i don't yeah. discriminate it just hasn't been time yet yes yes um i have a list here since Ooh. i don't know do you have a lot of other uh, thoughts about bambi 2 to share um no not really uh let's see um the great prince can get it he can get it like there there i agree i'm weirdly attracted to that deer yeah, yeah, yeah. As as far as like Disney's turning us into furries slowly <laughs> and surely, like yeah, Great Prince of the Forest, A plus. Doesn't quite beat Robin Hood, but I get you. I get you. <laughs> I mean, like I like I wouldn't like I wouldn't mind seeing Anthro an Anthro version of the Great Prince. Have you Googled it? 
No, I haven't. Then I think you're probably going to be able to see what you wouldn't mind seeing. That's is true. All I'm That's a good point. That's a very good point. <laughs> well, okay. What what I have here is a list of every Disney direct to video sequel, prequel, and midquel. Okay. And I would love to know which ones you've seen. All right. And what hit me. you think. Okay. Um, I'm reading this list on Polygon, so they have ranked it in their order of least to most good, but that's just because that's the like I'm that's reading what's the there. list. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we have Bell's Magical World, which is a sequel um, to Beauty and the Beast. I have never heard of it. I've oh, only seen the Christmas one. I remember that. I remember that one. I've never seen it. Uh, I have seen Enchanted uh, Christmas. Uh, yes. Enchanted Christmas. I I did like. And I, but I think I that's like because it. it's I, li- I like a cute Christmas movie. And also Tim Curry is in it. I like it, but the implications of keeping all those Christmas ornaments in the attic when they're real people is pretty messed up. Anyway. Yes, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Bell's Magical World, which I have never heard of, came out in 1998. And it says, in this sequel to Beauty and the Beast, Bell confronts the emotional issues of the entire anthropomorphic object population. And... Um, this says this is the first of this is actually a bunch of stitched together TV episodes movies and it is the worst. They say the villain is chores mm. and there are no stakes. <laughs> oh no, the chores. Oh my god. The feather duster tries to kill Belle because she thinks the newcomer has a thing for Lumiere. Drama. Oh my god, drama. How could how could <laughs> Belle have a thing for Lumiere? I don't know. He's a I mean... candlestick. All they could do he's is a candelabra. phone sex. He's a candelabra. He's a candelabra. He's a candelabra. All they could do is say dirty things to each other. It's ridiculous. But, but I, he's so suave. He is suave. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> Babette, the feather duster, is my dream Broadway role. Dream. Oh, Babette. I have the biggest so crush funny. on Lumiere. Oh, also, a tiny name drop. No, my um, one of my good friends, her grandpa was the voice of Lumiere. <gasps> that's and she pretty. Told lit. me that's pretty right, lit. super cool. And she told me that at uh, family gatherings, he would do the voice for everybody, and I was just like, ah. Oh my god, I would die. I know. I never Jesus. like. I never got to meet him. I'm not really name dropping. Just someone else got yeah. to hang out with him, and I'm jealous. But that's like the epitome of like of literally, Grandpa, do the voice. Grandpa, do the voice. Do the voice. That's literally the epitome of that. That's right? So oh my god, I would never stop bothering him. Neither would All I. All right. Continue. Number uh, next one, this is 25, The Hunchback of Notre Dame 2. I have never seen it. Have you seen it? I think I saw it once and then I just never went back to it. The Hunch- Hunchback mm-hmm. 2 is weird. Like it it tried it tried to do a thing with like uh continuing the story of Quasi in that he, you know, he's more accepted, he's out, he's about he meets a love like some he actually finds a girlfriend in that one. Which yeah. I think is cute. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, we'll, we'll definitely, we'll revisit it, of course. But I don't know. I mean, like, it just, again, it just never stuck with me. And I think that's mainly because, yeah. like, the original Hunchback is such a brilliant film. It is. I but it's also, like, at the in Victor Hugo's novel, Esmeralda and Quasimodo both die at the end. Yes. But like, there's so. a lot. There's a lot from. There's a lot from the original novel that they didn't bring in. I mean, the original novel, <laughs> the purpose, uh, the purpose of that book was so that Victor Hugo could be like, we need to subsidize architecture. Like, we need to take more care of our architecture. That was why he wrote the book. Yeah. He like he was such oh. a fan. He was such a fan of, of uh, the Notre Dame architecture and everything. He basically was just he wanted more support for it. 
And mm-hmm. so he wrote the book as a way to try and convince people to do, to just take care of it kind of thing. That at makes least that's, sense to me. Yeah. That's at least I that's what that. I remember from like, I watched a video all about it and I was like, oh, that's, that's, that's okay. All right. So, <laughs> I like, love that. Yeah. I think it's weirdly like a book about socialism. Anyway, continue. I love that. Um, I'm reading the plot of Hunchback of Notre Dame 2 and I <laughs> see here's here's the problem is like he gets a girlfriend in the second one but the message of the first one was to let the girl you go like and accept yourself and all this stuff so it's yeah, just Yeah, that's the other thing weird? is that like it completely like it, it it like completely conflicts with the message of the first one which is that but, you're right yeah. which is that quasi should be is like the purpose is like self-love because Quasimodo's whole story yeah. is that other people are telling him what he should be like anyway we, like yeah. now we're getting into just actually we'll talk talking about, about it <laughs> we'll talk about it um but yeah i don't like that the whole thing is like quasimodo gets a super hot girlfriend i'm like yeah. that okay anyway lady in the tramp 2 scamps adventure 2001 did you ever see that i did see that one um i think you i thought it was pretty cute it definitely just more uh centers around scamp just one of their one of their kids mm-hmm. so one like their... yeah one of their little puppies uh which which i can appreciate because again it's it's a sequel that is its own story mm-hmm. and is not in relation to or it is in relation to the to the pre to the previous film but it it yeah it, it does it's, its own it's thing. another story it does its totally. own thing which i like well, here's a similar one. 101 Dalmatians 2, Patches London Adventure 2003. I never saw that one. Well, it's apparently very similar, but <laughs> Cruella de Vil's involved. So. Um, the Fox and the Hound 2. Oh, um, I didn't, I never saw this one, but I did see like a, I saw a video of people watching it and reacting to it. And uh, I think the big takeaway from that film is just that, A, where the hell does it fit in Fox and the Hound, like in the story? Because it's another me- it's another midquel. It's another um, midquel. And uh, yeah, it's just basically like, um, uh, what? Oh, what's the, the, the dog's name? The puppy's name? Uh, in Fox and the Hound? Yeah. Uh, they're Todd and Copper. Thank you. Copper yeah. is the dog, right? Yes, Copper's the dog. Uh, but yeah, basically just like Copper like joins a country uh like a country jug band also also reba does one of the voices and honestly i'm on board. well then we'll watch it like i'm i'm fully (laughs) i'm fully on board for reba for reba mcintyre i have to admit to i've never seen the fox and the hound because i hear that i will not be able to handle it so (laughs) uh yeah we'll watch it We'll watch it you need to we might have to watch it together anwar you need need to to yeah because yeah yeah, hopefully by the time we get to that point, we can watch it together, and then I can just like hold you, just yeah. just just for like the emotional moments because that movie gets like, that movie gets emotional. I cry, I cry yeah, every time something you, sad in a movie. We're gonna cry during that movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> brace yourself. Uh, I'm braced. Okay, next one. All right, Tarzan two is another midquel. Have you seen it? Yes, uh, I think this one was uh, another one of those where they were like also linking to the TV show. If I remember correctly, uh, I'm not sure. It doesn't say. Uh, but Phil Tarzan Collins returns with new songs. No, this is a this is a midquel. Uh, it says the entire 84 minute runtime of Tarzan 2 takes place within Tarzan's Son of Man Son of Man montage. Oh, then it's not the movie. It's not what I was thinking of then, because I thought no there was another. I thought there was another 
movie that basically just does a bunch of references to the show. I mean, there could be. I mean, we're only on number 21. Oh, okay. Um, of, so of then this 26. Is, so then this is young Tarzan then. This is young Tarzan. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, and no, new Phil Collins song. So, Ooh. I mean, this says it's okay. So All I'm right. stoked to watch. <laughs> I mean, um, if you have Phil Collins in there, I'm on board. Yeah, Phil Collins did, didn't need to go that hard on he Tarzan did not, 1. And yet he did, and we appreciate yeah. it. Um, yeah. oh, gosh. Okay, uh, Kronk's <laughs> New Groove. I know everyone's seen this, but I haven't seen Kronk's New Groove. Kronk's, New, Kronk's Groove? New Groove? I think I saw it once. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was mainly just, I think it was mainly just the studio banking on the fact that Kronk became such a, such a lovable character after that movie. Yeah. They were like, let's make a movie about him. And then it was mm-hmm. like, and, and then it was like, uh, meekly, um, uh, not accepted. What's the word? Um, appreciated, I guess. There's a word I'm trying to find, but I can't find it. It's like out of my reach. Sorry. That's fine. It's fine. Um, it's not you. It's my brain. I'm, I blame myself. I take responsibility. <laughs> Next one. Um, oh boy. Okay. I've never. I've never watched this movie because honestly, I find the first one a little difficult to watch. And I'm looking at a screenshot from it, and I'm like, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for the white people that made Pocahontas two. Oh, my oh God. Pocahontas two. Journey to the New World. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Okay. So this. So that movie. I, this one, this one, I do remember seeing. So the whole premise of that movie is basically she goes to London to try and find John because I don't think he ever came back. Uh, yeah. And then like meets another guy who like meets. Uh, I think he's like a lord or something who kind of falls for her because she's so elegant and different. And it's it's very much like um, it's not a fish out of water story uh per se it has elements of that but it's definitely like he like the guy basically like falls for her because he is so different but her heart is still with john smith and then she finds him i don't know because reasons (laughs) um and yeah um i can't remember who the big bad is in that one i don't think it's ratcliffe although i think he is in it but i don't think he's the big Uh. bad yeah, I don't see here if he's in it, but um Yeah, but like the yeah, I think I think the I think the screenshot you are seeing right now, I'm gonna try and guess it. Is <laughs> is is it her in like stupid regal wear? You're half right. It's her getting her hair done. So she's in her pajamas oh. with her mom's necklace with this r- insane hairstyle looking yeah. very sad, and a oh, white okay. lady is like, yeah. Yeah, okay, so yeah, because, like, at one point, like, she, she goes to a ball, like, dressed in, um, I'm trying to remember the time period, I think, let's see, this was, this was during colonization, um. Yeah, not that the, long ago. Uh, I, I want to say Victorian. Uh, when did Pocahontas live? She was born in... Well, no, not yeah, when, um, when, when did Pocahontas, not when did Pocahontas live, when does this movie take place? Because the two well, are different Well, it would things. have to be when, do, like, I is feel, it? I feel like... I, I, I just I just wouldn't trust that. Okay, fair enough. She died in uh sixteen seventeen in real life, but uh-huh. let's find out when is Pocahontas two. When is Pocahontas two set? Because Pocahontas was twenty or twenty one when she died. Um yeah, no, it's um set between sixteen ten and sixteen fourteen. The second oh, okay. Movie. Okay. So then uh the seventeenth century seventeenth century I'm trying to remember my time periods. Oh, God. I know. I, I think this is Victorian. 
No. Uh, no, Victorian's no. 1800. That's right. Queen Victoria is what that's Victorian yeah, 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 yeah. named after. So this is the Tudor um, era. Uh, is this the Tudor era? This oh, the Tudor God. era? I'm a bad person for historical knowledge. Honestly, uh, Tudor like... era is 1485 to 1603. So it's just after Tudor, whatever. Then yeah. whatever the hell what this is. is. What's after the Tudor era? Because I only really remember the Tudor and the Victorian. What came after the Tudor dynasty? Uh, oh gosh, I don't know what happened after the Tudors. I can't find it out, but let's try and find out. Well, because man. 1603 is right before. Um, but it's also, we might just be thinking, like, there must be a name for what's after the Tudor dynasty, and we might just not know. Yeah, um, I would think there would be. the Tudor period includes the Elizabethan period, right? So, hmm. Hmm. Anyway, regardless. Know. Regardless. Regardless. Uh, uh, the yeah. 1600s. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, the, the the movie is weird. And I think it, like, really tries. And, and I think it, like, tries really hard to remind you that, like, to be yourself kind of thing. Because, like, she tries to adapt to this new world kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just unfortunate because she's a real historical figure who really did follow them back to London. And then she died. Yeah. It's yeah, it's it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, though, so that exists. Um, Mulan two. I never saw Mulan two either. Oh, I think I think this is one that I saw only once again. Um, mm-hmm. This one is about uh, Mulan has been uh, was re- was specifically requested by the emperor to tra- or to um, oh, what's the what's the word when you're when you are going with people to escort uh mulan mulan was asked uh by the emperor to escort three princesses i believe to like a new kingdom to be to be married off and mulan takes uh shan yu with her sorry not shan yu shang li shang just shang captain shang like like johnny osmond like her boyfriend isn't his name li shang it, well, I, I think his first name is Lee and his last name is Shang. Yes. Yes. I might be wrong. Uh, but yes, it takes, uh, takes Captain Shang with her and the three, uh, the her three friends from the first one. Uh, right. And then like the, the three friend, uh, the three friends fall in love with the princesses, I think is what it is. That makes sense yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, cool. I mean, I haven't seen that one either. I didn't realize how little I had seen of the Disney canon until we started podcasting. I feel like, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, but this says uh, every character Mulan 2, Mulan 2 is incredibly and massively out of character. Mulan is a hopeless romantic. Mushu doesn't know anything and is a jerk. And Captain Shang can't function? That's shocking. I mean, I'm not surprised. I think they also tried to, like create conflict within between Mulan and Shang Mm -hmm. as well to kind of like maybe kind of spice it up weirdly but it's like nah that's not how you spice up your relationship no it's very silly it's very (laughs) silly uh anyway oh god uh, I I look forward to watching it Beauty and the BC Enchanted Christmas yes this one I I remember vividly Mm -hmm. I remember this one vividly I I like it a lot I like that Tim Curry is an evil organ yeah so into it um yeah. I just I think the implication of the torture of being a dinner plate rather than like a candelabra with two arms should be delved into more. Here's I have a thing about that though. 
and this is just yeah. with with Beauty and the Beast in general. I don't think everything was a human. I it's, think it's weird. Hey? I think some of the items were just ma- merely enchanted and and kind of came to life. Yeah, I like. I agree with you. I just want like a Lord of the Rings style encyclopedia of yeah. the implications of this world. You know, <laughs> That's or, or, all. or just even the curse that the that the the enchantress placed on the castle. Yeah. Right. Because like I get totally. it. Like you have you have you know you have the staff that work in the the castle. Sure. Mm-hmm. But like to have like literally every dinner plate, literally every ornament that was in that attic, literally every like what lamp post like in the castle yeah. as a person like, every napkin every every fork. napkin everything just like it's it's yeah. a, it becomes a bit much and so i think there were s- some things that were just merely enchanted yeah well i mean when we watch it let's watch beauty <clears throat> and the beast live action beauty and the beast yeah. and both sequels <clears throat> and figure out what's happening yes <laughs> okay i never saw brother bear um i did I not did. realize it was a disney movie yeah also by and phil brother- collins Crazy! I yeah. never. I just. I thought it was one of those DreamWorks things. Anyway, nope. uh, Brother Bear two. Brother Bear two. I never saw. Uh, Brother Bear one. I did, and I did like it. Uh, again, uh, soundtrack by Phil Collins. Because why the hell not? Um, and yeah, so yeah, I have zero info about Brother Bear two. I got nothing. I don't even know. Like, All right. it, it, I don't even know if it's a sequel or a midquel. I got. It nothing. is a sequel. Okay. And I think I'm not going to spoil the plot for you so that in several months you can get it, just get a nice surprise because oh, I, boy. wow. Okay. okay. Tarzan and Jane, 2002. This is, I guess, the one you were thinking of. Yes, this is the one I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Uh, what'd you think? I mean, it basically just like shows clips of the episodes of the of the TV show. It's basically yeah. a compilation movie. Boo. Yeah. So All it's right. Meh. Meh. Return of Jafar. Return of Jafar is definitely the most meh of that trilogy. <laughs> that's that's accurate. And I, and I can't even... And I think I know why. I think it's because it was like hot off the heels of the animated series. And they were like trying to keep the similar aesthetic. and Because I remember like the animation was like pretty much the same. Uh, they kept some of the same characters yeah. from the show. It's a little clunkier. Like, Genie also gets his cuffs back, which were a big deal, apparently. Yeah. Because, handcuffs. Well, yeah, because, like, the idea is that the those those gold cuffs are were symbols of his imprisonment. They're shackles. Yeah, they're, sim- they're symbols of his imprisonment to the lamp. And I think, like, to have him have them again uh, was, was, I think, like, uh, a negative. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, to that it's another thing just not trusting children they like it's mm-hmm. they know that uh, yeah. anyway but i think um, the reason, I, I like the music yeah i mean the music okay honestly like none of it really sticks to me i had, yeah, i honestly just don't remember much i just about like it. the part where jasmine's singing and um iago's like singing as well to mm-hmm. try and convince her to do something and it's mm-hmm. i just like gilbert gottfried mm-hmm. um but I mean, also Robin Williams refused to come back for the sequel because, yeah, because of contract stuff from the first one. Yeah, because I think he, I think, I think what it was was they were misusing his voice. I think it was like they were they were promoting the movie based on uh, the genie and getting around his contract on purpose to do that. Basically, is what I read. I didn't oh. mean to interrupt. No, no, no. I'm trying to think about like. That, that that didn't make sense. 
Let me explain. Yes, please. Um, okay, so the original poster for Aladdin has the genie way bigger than everyone oh, else. Oh, yes. And that's, like, Robin Williams was very specifically like, I don't want you to pitch that, like, promote this as a Robin Williams movie. I want to be equal with everybody else. This is not about me. And um, it, he wanted, because he was trying to promote the release of toys at the time. I'm pretty sure because I'm remembering this from my memory, not mm. reading something. Um, so his whole thing was like, I don't want this to overshadow toys. This is my contract. And they purposely found enough loopholes in the contract that they basically promoted it against his wishes. And he was like, uh, well, I'm not coming back for your sequel or working for the Disney company ever again. And Michael Eisner was like, ah, so he gave him a Picasso and a public apology. And that's why he's back in King of Thieves. There you go. Wow. I mean, yeah, good. Like, good. Good for him, really. Like <laughs> Yeah, good No, for seriously, him. like if, if the company is going to shaft you like that, then be like, yeah, no, fuck you guys. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm Robin Williams. I don't need you. <laughs> I'm Robin <laughs> Williams. Um, but then, of course, he was replaced by Dan Castellaneta, Ca- Castellaneta, I should say, Dan Castellaneta, who you would know as Homer Simpson for mm. Return of Jafar. Mm-hmm. And it's not uh, Dan Castellaneta's fault that he had to follow on Robin Williams' heels doing no, the no, same no, 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 no. character, but that was never going to go well. No, no, just because the character was so unique. Yeah, I don't know anyone else. Like, I Dan Castellaneta is the best choice, I think, to replace Robin Williams, but like, ooh. A character voice actor. Yeah. Yeah. But you know. yeah, no, ultimately Return to Far was just kind of meh for me. Meh. I like, I think Jasmine has a purple outfit in it that I'd like to revisit, but we will. Someday. I don't yeah. remember. I just, I remember thinking, I want that purple outfit. Anyway. <laughs> You don't have a lot more time. So, uh, Atlantis, Milo's Return. Yes. So this was another compilation movie. Uh, I did see this one. It's, yeah. uh, Does it have Michael J. Fox? I don't remember. What I do remember is that it was just basically a series of stories. It it wasn't based on anything because, of course, it never had like a TV series or whatever. But it was just a series of stories. And then at the end, they figure out how to raise Atlantis. So Atlantis actually resurfaces physically. Yeah, I I know. It's weird. No one wants that. It's me. Then it's got Bambi 2 on the list. Then Mm -hmm. we're at Lion King 1 and a half, which I have never seen. Okay, so I actually really enjoyed Lion King 1 and a half. Yeah, so do these people. Yeah, so Lion King 1 and a half is... It's a very easy premise. It's just the story of the Lion King through the, through the eyes of Timon and Pumbaa. It's very simple. Um, Love that. What I did like about it was that they they created an original story while at the same time giving reference to the original Lion King movie mm-hmm. in very, very silly slapstick ways. Now, some kind of did better than others, but like, like some jokes uh, were better than others. Um, but I do kind of like that. And, and I'm just a fan of that, of tongue in cheek and things not taking themselves too seriously. And, you know, I, and the Lion King itself has holds such a special place in my heart it is probably one of my yeah. favorite, one of my favorite Disney movies. And, you know, like watching in that movie didn't ruin anything for me, but I think that's because I understand that these characters are just, they're silly. They are, they're, they're very much the, uh, uh, Rosen, uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Yes, right? they're, they're well. I mean, Lion King's Hamlet. They're they're the comedic fodder. That's their that's their purpose, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, I liked um, it. I think it's fun. Is the same actors? Is it Nathan Lane? I believe Matt it Gavik? is. I, well, uh, then, not yes. uh, actually. Yeah, I think it is. I think they did bring back 
or I know they brought back Nathan Lane and uh, the the uh, original voice actor for Pumbaa. I, I have to look at the cast list again. Name. I keep forgetting. Well, it. I keep forgetting. We'll it get too. there. He's a Broadway guy. We'll get there. He is a okay. Broadway guy. Um, Stitch, the movie, two thousand three. This one, I think. Uh, I I never. I don't think I saw this film, but I did. see... Yeah, the, there's multiple. Oh, there's multiple movies. Multiple Lilo and Stitch movies. Yeah. Oh yes, I, and I think they're. I I don't know this one. Okay. Um. This one is about. Uh, it's just revealing there are six hundred and twenty-five other experiments. Um, oh, so then is yeah. this? Oh, so then this must have been before they did the show. This was to set up the show. Yes. Okay. Then yes. Mm-hmm. Then, I maybe I did see it. Honestly, I don't remember. I remember the we'll show. I remember the show more than I remember this this movie. Mm-hmm. Well, then we've got Leroy and Stitch, which is the opposite. It wraps up the show. Mm-hmm. Do you no. watch that? No, okay. I didn't. Okay. Uh, well, we'll find out. The Little Mermaid, Ariel's Beginning, two thousand eight. I never saw this one. I saw the other mm-hmm. one, Ariel's 2, or, or Little I've, Mermaid I've 2. never seen that either. I thought I'd seen more of these. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the plot of The Little Mermaid, Ariel's Beginning, is imagined footloose without feet. Yeah, basically, I think the premise of this one is, like, King Triton doesn't like music. Mm-hmm. And, like... Yep, that's it. And Ariel is like, no, singing is great. It's so nice, and blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And I think and I All think right. the and I think I remember like reading something or figuring or hearing something that like people were having an issue with this movie because it really messed with Ariel's character. Mm. I think it was that too. I can't quite remember, but I know it's I know this bad. one. I know this one is definitely not well liked. Yeah. What a weird breed of movie this is. All right, yeah. Cinderella 2, Dreams Come True. Uh this one I never saw. This one, wait, did I see this one? Is this uh, the one is this the one where the stepsister becomes more of a friend to cinderella i think that's and number like, three because anastasia finds anastasia uh, finds a boyfriend yeah and then like seeks advice from cinderella and like the two of them become really close they become very close friends mm-hmm. yeah this is that one um so it says anastasia finds love and jacques the mouse turns into a human yes then i have seen this one but I, again i think awesome. i only saw it once and i think i did kind of like this one because this one was uh this one was definitely more of an exploration of the character of Anastasia and like the stepsisters, which awesome. I don't mind. I don't like I no, I, me neither. I enjoy character development. I like character exploration. I love all that stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think this one I can't remember if I really, really didn't like this one. But I know this one is um, like in terms of the trilogy of the Cinderella movies. This mm-hmm. one, I think, is the least liked. Oh, I think. Well, well, I mean, you have to like the original. It's it's but it's yeah. But I mean, because then the other one. Uh, which is Cinderella three something about time? I can't remember what the. Uh... That's the one where like the 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 stepmother gets the yes. fairy godmother's wand. And I'm very looking forward to watching. I that am movie. too. Like I'm a fan of I'm a fan of time travel stuff. Uh, Me too. I love that kind of sci-fi. And apparently that movie itself like doesn't take itself super seriously and like is very tongue in cheek. Apparently, I think there's like a clip at one point where like the uh, the king like jumps just jumps right out of a window for some weird thing as like a punchline i don't right. know apparently <laughs> apparently it's very silly and funny and that's the one that people really like between the two sequels that's the one that people really like awesome yeah. i'm stoked yeah. all right an extremely goofy movie just an incredible brilliant pulitzer prize winning piece of art the an extremely goofy movie <laughs> is fucking great and the only problem is roxanne is not there yeah but you know what i'm not even mad about it i'm a little mad about it <laughs> But that's a it's a small quibble. (laughs) 
like I really loved that we got to uh, like I I really loved that we got to really explore a little more like even more of the relationship between Max and Goofy I really mm-hmm. liked that we got to like really get into more of Goofy as a character himself it was so nice to see him like you know fall in love again and like have a relationship and that was very cute uh that that's the dance sequence where he put where he like tips the dj to like play a record and like mm-hmm. they have like a an awesome like disco dance party i'm so fu- good. i fucking live for it i yep. mean like i never got into like extreme games i definitely understood that that was that that was definitely a uh an of the time thing because I think when that mm-hmm. movie came out, like those kinds of things were very popular, like uh, like extreme skateboarding and BMX yeah. and all this other stuff. Totally. So yeah, so like, I think if you just watch it as like uh, as like oh like because now we're like well like those kinds of extreme sports are kind of man like they're definitely not in the zeitgeist anymore. Mm-hmm. But if you watch it as just like a fun thing, and then you watch it more for the character, I think you, I think it's very much uh, more appreciated. But yeah, an extremely goofy movie is very, very fun. It's very cool, and it's just cool to see Max go off to college. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. Lion King 2, Simba's Pride, I think people shit on more than I think they should. Yeah? Yeah, I think. I And, like, I get why, because it, it does not stand up to the quality of the first one. It can't. <laughs> it can't. Just fundamentally, it can't. However, I yeah. also don't think it's nearly... I don't think it's as bad. I think it's fun to see Simba try and be the king that he wants to be. I think, you know, with trying to struggle with the fact that uh, uh, his daughter is, like, trying to go off and do this other thing. You know, she's falling for Kovu, who is, you know, the... Uh, who is supposedly Scar's son, and all of a sudden, no, like, no, he's not Scar's oh, son no, 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 because right. specifically they want to avoid the incest angle. That's right. It is so Scar's he just son. looks exactly like him. Yes, and he, but would, he's he, not Scar's son. No, but he was hand <laughs> he was handpicked by Scar to be his successor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, um, it's just we have to avoid. <laughs> yeah. oh, I mean, like, yeah, Ooh. that's fair. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah no, I like, I like, and there are a couple. Like, I really liked, uh, like the. The 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 beginning song of the movie, uh, he lives in you, uh, is great. I love that song. It uh, they they pulled it right from this movie and threw it into the musical. Um, so I think if it's good enough for the Lion King musical, it's good enough for me. Uh, mm-hmm. and uh, the song Upendi that uh that Rafiki sings when like the two when Kovu and uh, I want to say her name is Kira. I believe it is. Yeah. Uh, when the two of them are like uh, having a cute little romantic adventure and it's all adorable. Uh, like, mm-hmm. I think that song is very fun. Yep. Um, and yeah. And, uh, you know, th- there's there's drama. There's, you know, it's this se- the separate lion pride all- that was like of outcasts. And like, what is their value? Do Are they valued, you know, within the eyes of this? you know perfect kingdom right like like there's there's some there's more there than i think that people really really yeah. get yeah totally aladdin and the king of thieves aka aladdin and his hot dad and robin williams oh, is back no problems his hot dad his hot dad his super hot dad my like, hot daddy <laughs> but like actually though like his dad oh. it's 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 a problem how hot they it, made that man. 
No, it's oh. not. It makes me want to go watch it right after we hang up the phone, to be honest with you. Like, There's nothing yeah. wrong with this movie. Yeah. It's got everything. But yeah, no, and the movie the movie as a whole is also just really, really fun and really it's cool. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Robin Williams is back, and that just fills you with energy. Oh. Like, Robin Williams is just, he will never be replicated. I miss him so much. Yeah, I think we all do. Uh, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, is the whole, the whole sequence when they're at the wedding, and just like all oh, the, just... It's just joke after joke after joke. Like, <laughs> this broadcast brought to you by sand. It's everywhere. Get used to it. Like, like. Yes, I'm it, clapping. <laughs> yeah, oh. And, and who are you? I'm Thor. You're Thor? Well, it hurts. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't. It's so funny. Like, oh, I'm probably, I'm probably, ju- I'm probably gonna, like, you're talking about watching King of Thieves, like, the full movie. I'm just going to go and just watch that clip once we're once we're off because, like, I... I, I haven't watched it since I was a kid, actually. Fuck, it's so funny. It. It's so funny. It's so good. Anyway. Uh, Little yes. Mermaid 2, Return to the Sea. That's has the melody in it. Yeah. I haven't seen it. How is it? This one's cute. This one is... Uh, it's similar to Bambi 2 in how it was, like... Because, uh, like, Ari- well, no, it's actually not. It has nothing to do with it, now that I think about it again. Um, but basically, like, Ariel is trying to keep the secret of Atlantica away from Melody and, like, not tell her that she was secretly a mermaid at one point. But Melody is had, just has this draw to the sea. Melody being her daughter. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, for, for those who weren't, who weren't oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Um, Melody is Ariel's daughter. I know. I'm cool. Yes. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so, like, Melody is, like, constantly drawn to the sea and doesn't really know why. And then, like, finds out that there's a whole kingdom in the ocean that her mom was actually the princess of. And then she gets really mad and, like, I'd find, be mad too. And, like finds Ursula's sister because Ursula has a sister, apparently. Uh, and then the sister, like, casts a spell on Melody so she can become a mermaid. And then, like, finds out that, oh, actually, the sister is wanting revenge for the fact that Ariel and uh, Prince Eric killed her sister. Uh, and so is trying to get that revenge through Melody and all this other stuff so it's 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 okay like it's not great but it's also not bad i like that melody wears an age-appropriate little undershirt instead of a couple of clamshells yeah 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 (laughs) that's fair that's totally fair okay um so number two on this list they consider it the second best one is cinderella three a twist in time that's the one that's the one with the yeah i'm Mm -hmm. genuinely looking forward to that one I'm really looking forward to it as well. And then mm-hmm. the best one they say is Lilo and Stitch 2, Stitch Has a Glitch, 2005. Really? Yeah. I Lilo wants to enter a hula competition to make her late mother proud, but something disrupting Stitch's hardware threatens to ruin it. That's the plot. Well, hardware is not the right word, but I get what they mean. Yeah, disrupting switch Stitch's, like, whatever he's going his, on with him. Well, his, yeah, well, yeah, his, like, weird organic software. It should be software, not hardware. Well, sure. I'm just reading you. What I, said. I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know. I know. I know. No, just like the, the, the wording that they used in that synopsis is incorrect. But that's totally. that's just me being a nerd. Um, that's fair. I honestly don't remember that movie. I don't know if I actually saw it. But well, I know we have it. to watch it because it's apparently the best one. <laughs> apparently. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like when we get to Lilo and Stitch, we have a bunch of movies to watch. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. there you go that's that's the whole list of all the direct to uh video ish sequels yeah and uh there you go that's good i'm excited yeah. to see those I'm... and it, it's very i am too and it's very fitting that we did that we literally did this after the first direct to video sequel actually yeah yeah that well was... not the first one sorry the the, the first well, the one first one that we've that we've that we've tackled because there are because aren't... of the 
because of the yeah. previous movies that we've done. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It makes sense, kind of. Yes. It makes sense. It works. It makes sense. <laughs> All right. I feel great. What are we watching next week? Uh, next week, uh, oh, next week we're going into the wartime era. Yeah, it's time to go to wartime era. Oh. Three Caballeros? Is that the first one? I don't know. I'm asking you. I don't I didn't remember. I look it up, we but have... now I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> I don't remember. I mean, the Three Caballeros, is, the Three Caballeros is the main one. Uh, Saludos Amigos is the other one. Those are the ones that refer to Latin America specifically. Um, and I can't remember the others, but I know that there's a couple more. Well, we'll figure it out. Yes. Uh, dear listeners, we're jumping into uh, the stuff that the Walt Disney Company was producing during World War II. Yeah. So we'll see how this goes. This is, uh, yeah, we'll get, we'll get into, we'll get into why in that next yeah. episode. It'll be, I'm, I'm excited to really delve into that stuff. Thank you for this, like, nice yes. and really long chat today. <laughs> yeah. This was this awesome. Was fun. Yes. Yeah. I always All enjoy right. these. Well, these are great. There right. you go. Well, I'll see you next week for more Disney nerdery. Yes. Yes. We'll see you next week. Bye. Same mouse time, same mouse channel. Bye. Yes. <laughs> Bye. Bye.